Welcome to Growing Up Boomer. I'm your host, Padre, with my co-host, Cotton. And this podcast is dedicated to the life and times of the baby boomer generation. The show is loosely scripted, and sometimes we'll go down rabbit holes, and where it leads us to, one will never know. This podcast can be informative, funny, and sometimes irreverent. But most of all, we hope you find it entertaining. Hey, Cotton, how you doing, buddy? Doing well, Padre, and yourself. I cannot complain. Hey, you know, today we're going to talk about muscle cars. Oh, yeah. But I'd love to talk about this one article. This one, I believe, was from Axios, and it said because of cancel culture, people say things that they really don't mean. In other words, they'll say something they believe in, but they really believe something else. And I'm going... That's nothing new. That's not cancel culture. That's known as manners. <laughs> and also, let's be honest. When we were first married, how honest were we with our wives? When I say that, when she comes and she's got like three pairs of shoes, and she says, which one looks the best? And you Ooh. know whichever you pick, you're done for. <laughs> the wrong one. <laughs> yeah. So you always go, well, honey, which ones do you like? And she, well, I was thinking of this one. That's exactly the one I was thinking of. Because <laughs> the <laughs> shoes all look the same, right? <laughs> but I will tell you this, Cotton. There are three things that never lie, ever. Mm-hmm. Number one is a small child. Now, I call them house monkeys, kids that are under five. They have no idea. They have no, no better. So they're going to tell you the truth. Yeah. The second is the elderly, which I fall under. Because we don't care. <laughs> we don't have to impress anybody anymore. You know, we don't care. So we'll tell you the truth. And number three is yoga pants. <laughs> There's no line there. And, yeah. and there was another article that the men are getting into yoga pants. <laughs> and and uh, Cotton, I'm telling you right now, if I were to put on a pair of yoga pants, that would be a misdemeanor. Okay. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, back to the subject here. All righty. Now, you know, we talked about muscle cars. And yep. Basically, it was a phenomena of the baby booner generation. Yeah. The way the muscle cars kind of got started was that when the soldiers were returning from World War II, they liked what they saw in Europe. You know, there wasn't the, they didn't want their dad's old car. They wanted something innovative, something new, something fast. So they started Mm -hmm. uh, making uh, cars with more horsepower, and they started getting smaller. Now, they rank the top 1950s cars as far as which ones were known as muscle cars back in the 1950s. And they, they only ranked about eight of them because a lot of them, they really didn't get going until we got into the 60s. Gotcha. Number eight was a Chevrolet Corvette. And, the, mm-hmm. and I'll tell you why. The reason why it didn't rank any higher is when they first brought them out, they put an inline six in them with 115 horsepower called the Blue <laughs> Flame Engine. Yeah. Yep. Okay. I mean, this was the engine that we're taking out of Chevy trucks and putting it in there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, so it was kind of disappointing. Basically, it was the 1930s Chevy truck engine, and they were putting it in this Corvette okay, with 115 wow. horsepower. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, that's almost like my little mini truck. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> they finally came around and said, you know what? We need to come up with something better. And that was in 1955 when they put a V8, a 265 V8 under the hood. 
Now, they introduced the Corvette in 1953, but then finally in 55, they put a V8 in it, a 265, with about 195 horses. That was more serious. Then by 1959, they did a little uh, uh, modifications on that engine, and it was up to 300 horsepower. (laughs) Yeah, baby. And that was before they came out with the fuel-injected 327 in 1962. That was a monster. You know what the current horsepower is on the Corvette these days? Vets. No idea. 490 to 670 horsepower. <laughs> we come a long way from 1953, oh, yeah. baby. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Number seven, they ranked the Ford Thunderbird. Beautiful cars. But you know what yeah. I always had a problem with? It, when they put the hardtop on, was getting in one. <laughs> I would. Because you know how that. Now it came real close. I'd pop my head every time. I had a buddy who had a Thunderbird. Oh, let's go, boink, and I'd bop my head. <laughs> came out with a V8, uh, 1955, 215 horsepower. That's not bad. Yeah. Okay. Number six in muscle cars of the 1950s, they rank the Chevy Bel Air Sports Coupe, 1955 and on. And that's, you know, of course, the 1957 and stuff. Mm-hmm. This is what kills me. They put a 265 V8 engine in a Bel Air sports coupe, but they don't put it in the Corvette. <laughs> you know, you got a sports car and you have a, a Bel Air sport coupe that has more horsepower than the uh, Corvette. And this thing was like, <laughs> like massive. You've seen the 57s and 56s and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 195 horses. The big block was 335 horsepower V8. That was an option in the Bel Air. I mean, that's not bad, but the problem, these things were like built like tank. Number five is the Oldsmobile Rocket 88. The Oldsmobile Rocket 88. Do you remember that one? No, I have no, no, I don't remember that at all. The Rocket V8. This debuted in 1949 and is considered the first muscle car ever. The Rocket V8, it was just a small model, was given out 135 horsepower, which which I'm sure back in 1949 was more than enough, righty? (laughs) But it grew to 300 horsepower by 1959, dominating NASCAR in the 50s. The Rocket V8. (laughs) I, I love that. The Rocket V8. Now, this one you have to remember. You remember the Rambler? Oh, yeah. The AMC Rambler? Yep. They had actually a muscle car. Rambler had a muscle car called the Rebel. And it's very sought after, the ones that were done in the 60s and 70s. But they started in 1957 using a 327 V8 that threw out about 255 horsepower. Hmm. They were pretty fast back then. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. The Rambler. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Now, this one you might know because of your grandson. Mm-hmm. Did your grandson watch Cars, the animated movie? Yes. The Hudson Hornet. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> you remember? He's in the, the Cars, that big, big car called the Hornet. Mm-hmm. All righty. That one right there when debuted had about 144 horsepower. By 1954 was 210. And instead of a V8, they went with a straight six. So, I mean, you're talking about... Those cylinders, you could probably put your head in it. They're so big. 
they were also very dominant in NASCAR back then. Huh. Are you ready for this one? Okay. You may not remember this one. This one, especially in the 60s, I remember. The Plymouth Fury. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. You remember that one from the Stephen King's book, Christine, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the killer car. It introduced in 1956, but they were actually a Belvedere, and they uh, make this one the Plymouth Fury. You know, they called it the Golden Commando. And it was about three, I know, they come up with these weird names. The thing about the Fury in the 60s is they were known for their cross-ram intake. So, you know how usually they they line up the carburetors? Yeah. You know, when you see the dual carbs, they're like one right right behind the other. They had them side by side. Wow. So, it was uh, interesting what Mopar did with that one. But that was a great-looking car. Man, could go like crazy. But the one that they rank as number one, and get this, this was like a one-year wonder. (laughs) I think they only made it one year. The Packard Hawk. The Packard Hawk. Studebaker Packer. They were merged by that time. But the thing about this one, it was designed after the Maserati 350 GT. Did not look anything like an American car. The American cars were like the the Hudson, you know, big and bulky. This one was pretty clean looking. I mean, you know, you had had a few cars, again, the Corvette, the T-Bird. This Packard looked interesting. All right. It was about 275 horses, came with a supercharged V8. Wow. (laughs) But it says it had the front end, and they used to call it the vacuum cleaner front end. Remember, like the old Indy cars? Yeah. That's what that had. It was completely different than anything America had put out. Wow. It was so far advanced, nobody bought them. <laughs> they only sold 588, and that was it. Wow. They killed it off and said, nah, we're not doing this. Right. Be worth some money now. <laughs> oh, you ain't kidding. Can you imagine if you could find one of these things? Oh, oh what yeah. it's going to be like? Oh. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's get into the 60s. The 60s, okay. that was the golden era of muscle cars, 60s and early 70s. And these are not ranked, but they just mentioned them. First one they mentioned is the 1964 Pontiac GTO. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They all came, I believe, with 383 engines. I be- or th- Yeah, they believe it was 383 engines with 340 horsepower. Wow. Uh, now, the reason why I say that they were the fastest production car is there were other faster cars, but they had to take them to factories, or you had to order them that way. This car, if you ordered a GTO, it only came with one engine. Like, for instance, if I ordered a Camaro, I could get it with a six-cylinder. Right. You know, so it was an option. But the GTO, right off the factory, was 0 to 60 in 6.6 seconds and did the quarter mile in 14.8, and that's even impressive today. Okay. The only one option that they had was a six-pack, three two-barrel carburetors. That was it. I mean, you, it, it was identical, same, kind of like the 442, except that was kind of like a pig because it was so heavy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I had a 442, <laughs> I know. I believe um, a GTO name, it was done by John DeLorean, who made the DeLorean. Really? Yes. Yeah, he worked for GM at the time, and it was, this was his brainchild was a GTO, and he was making it uh, right after the Ferrari 250 GTO. Wow, I okay. never never heard that. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. He was big. Iacocca, as you know, he was the Mustang dude. He yeah. was the one that kind of pushed the Mustang. 
but uh, it was the uh, GTO, and I believe GTO stands for, um, I'm going to probably butcher this up because it's an Italian, Gran Turismo Omologhetto, which Very means for you to say. Omologhetto, which means yeah. <laughs> Gran Touring Approved. And this was done by Ferrari. Now, Ferrari wow. made the 250 for only a couple of years. So I believe they stopped in 1963. DeLorean picks it up in 1964. Wow. This one is a monster the shelby cobra 427 super snake yeah yeah 427 engine 800 horsepower back in 1967 (laughs) zero to 60 in three seconds (laughs) top speed 200 miles an hour (laughs) (laughs) and this thing was a rattle trap man Can you imagine that little car? Oh, I got to tell you a story. Mm-hmm. And my buddy continues to hammer me about this. I had a chance in 1972 to buy a Shelby Cobra for $2,500. No way. <laughs> yeah. Wow. And, you know, I was in the muscle car, so I really didn't look at the Ace Cobras. And all of a sudden, I look in there and I said, man, this bad boy's got a it's got a V8 in it. I said, oh, oh, I want this one. So I rush home. I tell my dad, I need you to co-sign for me. And he wouldn't do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can see why. <laughs> <laughs> but this was not the, the Super Snake. This was just a, an older model and had a 289 in it. But it's still faster than all get out. And every time I see this dude, he tells me, hey, do you remember when you could have had a million-dollar car for $2,500 back then? why do you remind me (laughs) that bad boy was a monster all righty oh yeah but the next car was a beast i'm telling you a 1968 dodge charger rt just i don't even remember that oh rt you know they the long chargers they kind of look like a they used to call them the coke bottle design because it would go fat and then yeah this was an rt on believable okay you can get them with a 440 magnum v8 with a six pack so you would have three two barrel carburetors this bad boy (laughs) at zero to 60 and 5.7 did the quarter mile in 14 seconds but if you wanted something faster you could order it with a 426 hemi wow (laughs) 425 horses at 5000 rpm just unbelievable (laughs) I'm just going, these were just awesome. These were all my buddies had these, too. Steve, do you remember the Roadrunner? Beep, beep. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you know, they had to pay royalties for the horn and the uh, uh, logo, Roadrunner. Oh, yeah, I yeah. would imagine. Yeah. yeah, they paid them $50,000 for the rights. Really? <laughs> yes, and another 10000 to develop the beep, beep horn. Wow, and you're talking you're talking a few years ago, so they, that's a lot of money. Yeah, you're talking 1968, but they were awesome. Again, they usually came with a 383, still impressive, but you can order it with a 426 Hemi, and that was awesome. All right, <laughs> and here's another beauty: a 1969 Chevrolet Camaro ZL1, 427, oh. big old cubic inch, 500 horses. Just beautiful a killer. Car. Oh, you, car. you are so right. They were just a beautiful car. Beautiful car. And this is a first generation. I owned the next year, which was known as the European Camaro, the one with the big mouth. 
Uh-huh. I owned one of those, a rally sport. The thing was fast. Had uh, had a 360 dual port, Sigerson racing cam, headman headers, right? So you when you got into it, you know, you'd bid low, but it'd go dun 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 dun. oh man that thing was just and i was dating my wife at the time so my future brother-in-law who was my best friend he would borrow the car all the time because he said man this baby's a chick magnet (laughs) he'd pick up all kinds because you know it was loud it was just gorgeous and it was lowered right so it just and it just flew i mean that that baby would be humming at low rpms at 100 miles an hour that thing was not built for a quarter mile that thing was just built (laughs) <laughs> running to Las Vegas and back in <laughs> the wow. same night. I mean, this thing was just awesome. You know, green rally sport and just a great, great car. But this, but this one, you want something fast. The next one, my favorite year, 1969 Ford Mustang 428 Cobra Jet. Whew. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, the Cobra? Yeah. <laughs> Cobra Jet. That, that was called with the engine. 428. Big engine, 335 horses, 0 to 60 and 5.7. Thing was fast. One of my favorites because it was the only Mustang that came stock with spore headlights, front spoiler, and a rear spoiler. <laughs> I had a chance to buy GT350. 1500 bucks in 73. <laughs> I ran home again. Oh, and the guy's going like, oh, you know, why don't you test drive it? You know, I'm kind of like, I still look like a nerdy kid, even after high school. Skinny, skinny, <laughs> nerdy kid. And I, was, I don't know, mister, it looks pretty fast. Oh, come on. You know, and so I'm just driving it real slow. And, and I have already owned my 442 and done my share of racing. <laughs> and so he goes, come on, son, put your foot into it. And I says, okay, this is an Alhambra in the back streets. Man, I double clutched that thing, slammed it in the second, and then tires lit up. <laughs> and I mean, I'm going down sideways, and there's just smoke coming out of the tires, man. And double clutch, boom, pop it in the third. That thing's flying. All right, just boom, and the guy can see the guy. He's about ready to change his shorts. The dude's so scared, man. Oh, but, oh what a car. I said, I'll be back. Went home. Of course, my dad told me, no, I'm not going to. I said, it's $1,000 less. Nope, I'm not going to co-sign for you. <laughs> yeah. ah, you know. frankly i don't blame them <laughs> <laughs> yeah i may not be with the podcast today right <laughs> oh man the 1970 chevy cheval cheval oh, yeah. is probably too. one of the best looking cars on mm-hmm. the in the 60s that you can get oh yeah just gorgeous now i believe gorgeous, you had a nova yeah. right yeah i had a 68 68 Nova again, just beautiful car. Chevy's and I had a yeah, and I had a 62 Nova also. Wow, the man. little box box one, yeah. Mm. And I had a 59 Austin Healey. <laughs> oh man, I bet you that one was gorgeous. Oh, that was a beautiful car. It was a piece of crap, but it was beautiful. Mm-hmm. How about um? Did you? I think you owned a Datsun too, didn't you? Yep, 66 man. Datsun Roadster. Well, that was a, that was a beauty. Those yep. were gorgeous. Yeah. That's when yeah. Nissan was called Datsun. Yes. Yeah. And you know why they called it Datsun? Why? Because in Japan, names are very important. And they didn't want to come to America and start Nissan right away if it failed. Oh. Yeah, right. that, that would have been shameful if it had failed. So hmm. they, they ran Datsun for a long time. Once they knew they were anchored in the United States, they changed it to Nissan. Wow. Wow. 
Well, here. Well, all I remember about the Datsun is uh, when you had a problem with it, uh, that's what the people would say is, who sold you that car? <laughs> dot, dot, son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we have two honorable mentions because the fact of the matter is they came after the 1960s. My favorite, the 1971 Plymouth Hemi Cuda convertible. Oh, beautiful oh. car. Oh, beautiful car. You ain't kidding. And the problem with the with the Plymouth is they fell apart. So there's not that very many. <laughs> they were just way too much power for these cars. I mean, the front ends would just about fall off. I know because I had a buddy who had a, a who had a uh, Cuda. Just gorgeous though, gorgeous. And this dude was crazy. I mean, just flat out crazy. We would like go to the mountains and one night. Mm-hmm. We, hey, let's go to Mountain Baldy. So we'll drive out there, right? And then we come back. Well, the dude never stopped at any stop signs. And this dude's going 80 miles an hour. <laughs> and so he, yeah. what he would do, he would turn off his lights and he would run the stop. And he says, I go, no way. Yeah. And I'm going like, well, what, what, why are you doing that? You know, because we're out in the middle of nowhere, right? He says, well, mm-hmm. I figured they'll get somebody's coming the other way. They'll have their lights on. I said, well, what if they're doing the same thing? <laughs> yeah, what if they're what if they're and turning off their lights and they're like, I'll, I'll bet if you were riding with them, you're pushing oh. down that brake on your side of the car, I, right? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's not the speed that's pushing me back in the seat. <laughs> it's my feet. Oh, this guy was crazy. And then one time we were cruising Whittier when they were um, lowriders. If you remember, the mm-hmm. lowriders used to take over Whittier Boulevard. And, yeah. Uh, and so the guy knew some people, so they would let us cruise up and down. And so it was, this was his domain because he was the only only muscle car there. Everything else, they had these beautiful lowriders and everything like that. So he's there. All of a sudden, there's this GTO. All right, now he's upset. He says, I'm supposed to be the only muscle car here. So he kind of fixes it so he's right next to the GTO. And and Mm -hmm. if you've ever been in Whittier, you cannot move. There is just, they finally banned the cruising on Whittier. I was going to say, yeah, it used to be a real cruising spot. Yes. So Mm -hmm. there is, at the end of the cruise, there's a bridge at the end of the cruise where you make your turnaround. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then you drive back and you start again. Well, we decided the last block and a half, we're going to race. We start revving. Now. Of course, you know, there's all kinds of uh, uh, sheriffs there. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we're revving our cars. We're getting ready, right? Everybody's revving. They're, we're we, we're going to race this GTO. And I'm going, man, you are crazy. <laughs> he says, no, 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 this is my domain. And so all of a sudden, all the lowriders block the uh, side streets so the cops can't come out. <laughs> so we're racing. You know, man, man, there's going to be a race. And so they cleared everything, right? They just cleared mm-hmm. out. They were like pulled off to the side, like kind of right. parked and left the two middle lanes open. Man, all of a sudden this light turns green and we hit it. We must have <laughs> been going, oh, God, I, I, I'm grabbing. I, I'm going like, this is it. We're going to die tonight. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and where it ends up, there's a cemetery there anyway, you know. So we just are <laughs> blasting through this place, man. Just, boom, you know, and all of a sudden. You could see these cops come out and they're after us. Well, <laughs> we pass the bridge and the lowriders close up. <laughs> so the cops can't come through. <laughs> Man, we just took off. And what does this guy do? Mm-hmm. 
he heads for the sheriff's department. No. Yeah, that's on Eastern. <laughs> well, he says, well, what he figures is, hey, it can't be me. Why would I be by the sheriff's department? <laughs> so if he gets pulled over, no, that wasn't me. I mean, why would I be doing here if it was me? I'd be running somewhere. <laughs> God, Unbelievable. And I've got a few other stories as well that we used to do. Oh, honorable mention, 1973 Pantera. Oh, oh, beautiful car. Oh, and fast. You ain't kidding. 351 Cleveland in the back. Yeah. <laughs> the V8 <laughs> in the back. I mean, that car was just awesome. That just helped the, uh, the front wheels to get off the ground. That's all. <laughs> You're absolutely right. I mean, that was the problem is eventually they had to stop making them because of safety concerns. Yeah. Oh, yeah. man. And... How easy was it to work on cars? I don't know if you did a lot of that. No, I didn't. Okay. I didn't know enough. I've got a, a grandson that he knows cars as far as modern cars, inside and out. He's like 20, 21 years old. I mean, he's a young kid. Yeah. He's switching out turbos. Uh-huh. He knows how to program them on computers, right? He's almost self-taught most of this stuff. Huh. Unbelievable. You know, he, turned, he, he just loves BMWs. I mean, that's his thing. All right. Oh, yeah. And I tell him, I tell him, grandson, I said, when I worked on cars, we just parked it under a tree, changed the points, the condenser, gapped the plugs, adjusted the carburetor. That was it. <laughs> That's all we <laughs> needed to know about. <laughs> and you kept it up. <laughs> yeah, that was it. Safety concerns. I mean, was one dude was working on his car and he had the engine, but he couldn't afford anything else. And, and so... He actually had a five-gallon bucket for his front seat. <laughs> so we used to make fun of him. Oh, that must be bucket seats, huh? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> oh, man. You just seen some of the cars. I mean, they were looking like accidents waiting to happen. Oh, oh yeah. I got to tell you, I had a buddy. You remember the Mini Coopers? Oh, yeah. Okay. I had you, a buddy that happened. Did, yeah. you, did you know in the 60s that the Mini Coopers made a Mini Cooper truck? No. Yes. <laughs> yes. Why? <laughs> well, I guess it must have worked out in England. <laughs> Let me tell you what this dude did. He loved this Mini, Mini Cooper truck. He put a V8 in it. Oh, yes. I think he put in a, I think they used to call him a fireball. There was an old Buick engine. I think it was like a small 261, mm -hmm. right? And it was still a right-hand drive. <laughs> you know? and i mean when you sat in it i mean you're almost sitting on the guy's lap these things are so small we used to tell him, man people in england must be small i said because i can't even sit comfortably in this thing but the problem is every time he raced it he'd have to take it to the shop because it's unitized body and have it straightened out <laughs> oh god man did you ever play chicken no seen it done and that's why i never did well we used to play chicken with cars and car versus man. Wow. <laughs> car versus car and car versus man. But the, the way we used to play chicken was there's one street, you know, it's about a four-lane street. But we see each other coming, and then you switch lanes. So you're like driving in England. Ugh. So you pass each other on the opposite lane. <laughs> Except one time a guy panicked, and he crossed over, and boom! Oh. And really, really messed up their cars. Well, what about his head? 
<laughs> well, they were lucky enough. I mean, there was no airbags back then. Yeah. They were but very, they very lucky. A lot heavier, too. Yeah. And the, the cops come, and, and it was so bad. I wouldn't say it was bad, bad, because it was on the side. They hit each other on the side. But they spun around, so they, they ended up on the correct side that they should have been on. <laughs> <laughs> what the excuse they tell the police officers? Oh, the dog ran out, so I swerved to miss the dog. Yeah, yeah. It was a different world then. <laughs> that that worked, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> oh God, we used to do so much crazy stuff. And then we used to do the uh, car versus man. Who's going to move? <laughs> and I'm going like, you know, the man's got to move. <laughs> mm-hmm. But the crazy dude in the Cuda, he challenged me one time, and that was a mistake. Oh, did he hit you? <laughs> oh, Yeah. <laughs> I didn't hit him. He wasn't that fast. I wasn't going that fast because I was staging. Right, we used to stage. You know, just burn, burn the, you know, just before. And so he goes, gets out in the front. And he's just like, you know, starts giving me the, come on, come on. And so, and I just stopped just before I got, but I didn't. But the car didn't stop fast enough. So he went over the hood, and he's running backwards like it was a cartoon. <laughs> speed of moving then he ends up falling because he's just going too fast yeah, yeah he was all right i said see car always wow. wins <laughs> and then, you know the same and then i i told you before i had a 442 yeah Those 442 yeah. 65 thing looked like an accident waiting to happen <laughs> we put this car together not knowing a thing it's a 400 i need a new mm-hmm. engine so i take it to this shop the guy, I always talk with the guy because he's always working my car. He says, you know what? I blew the rings. I need you to fix them for me. And he says, you know what? I've always wanted to put a bigger crank in a 400 because that's what the, the block was, a 400. So I can't remember if it was a 420, 421 or 455 crank. He had to machine it down about a quarter of an inch to fit the mains. And I said, yeah, sure. Go ahead. <laughs> what do we know? He says, I've always wanted to do that. Did I just machine it down about a quarter inch and put them in there? I said, sure. I ended up ordering uh, the first Edelbrock Torker, which looks like just a manifold that you can stick your head in because there was no ports. It was just huge. <laughs> <laughs> and we got a, I had a buddy who worked at uh, Cigarettes and Cam. And I said, hey, I'd like to buy a Cam. He says, okay. He says, I, we, we got this one closing out because we can't get rid of it. And it's made for your uh, Oldsmobile. I said, oh, really? Again, let me have it. Little did I know it was for a racing boat. <laughs> and then i had uh, i put in a uh, a rochester which is now an edelbrock a rochester mm-hmm. carburetor that has these huge secondaries and real tiny primaries okay so you can get pretty good gas mileage but man you open up those secondaries man you can hear them sucking the gas in they're so bad <laughs> and i had uh hooker headers on it this baby was fast i, I mean bet. for a big car and we stripped everything out of it there was no wow. fender wells there was no back seat there was no console it had a mr gasket shifter i put a huge spring for the clutch when you let go of that clutch that baby popped one of my <laughs> legs were bigger than the other because it was i had to work that clutch so much <laughs> yeah <laughs> that dude was fast i mean oh, you know yeah. there was nothing on the road that could touch it but yeah. it, it looked like an accident waiting to happen. We put on that Edelbrock torker, put on the carburetor. We can't close the hood. <laughs> too, and what are we going to do? The guy gets out his torch and shh, and he cuts it. <laughs> there, hey, look, it's coming through now. Hey, that looks good. <laughs> oh, we 
guys do some crazy stuff. Oh, yeah. Uh, and then there was one, one last one. This one guy was debating if he should paint his car black, right? He just wanted to get his, uh, he had a little Volkswagen. It was an everyday user. And he says, uh, yeah, I'm thinking of painting just flat black. I mean, the paint was, was uh, dull and everything on it. So we get it in my buddy's garage. And then he decides at the last moment, maybe I won't paint it. Well, my other buddy takes a spray can and shh. No, you got to paint it now. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> so here we are. We don't prime the thing. We don't set it. We're just getting the old spray uh, spray bombs or whatever. We're just painting <laughs> this thing. Not wearing a mask, okay? Oh, when, we yeah. are, when we are done, our noses are like clogged with all of this stuff. Oh, I am surprised I'm alive today. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I tell you. Well, that. definitely, definitely, you had some uh, brain brain uh, <laughs> problems there. Yeah, you might be right there. <laughs> you know, so, so that that was hilarious, and it was a flat black. And he says, "Come on, let's go somewhere." And we were going, and it, of course, the Volkswagen. His lights were kind of dull. It, we couldn't see him at night. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's just a flat about. black. We couldn't see that car at night if we went down a street that didn't have any street lights. Just a target. <laughs> <laughs> and then one time that Oldsmobile was so fast that uh, one time uh, my buddy's following us. And mm-hmm. my other buddy goes, you know, we get to the stop sign. We're going to turn this corner. He says, lose them. I said, no problem, man. Pop it in the first, rev that engine, pop that clutch. Little did I know that there was water. Oh. <laughs> that tired thing, we could hear that thing just, and then this is the way it sounded, it's real low and it get real high and it hits that water and I go spinning. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then I end up I'm going the other surprised way. surprised you're still alive. Yeah, I know. And then I end up going the other way. I said, see, I, I meant to do that. <laughs> <laughs> I turn right, I spin all the way around once and then I'm headed the other way. Yes. <laughs> Oh, golly, and racing. Oh, my goodness. I can't believe some of the stuff we did. Yeah. Oh, gee. And, and got by with it. That's that's the whole thing. That's what I'm I, I'm surprised. Used to race at the police <laughs> academy at night because <laughs> nobody was there, and it was a nice long stretch, and then it went up a hill over in Legion <laughs> Park <laughs> until somebody got in an accident there. Knucklehead went across the, you know, there was a race, and they were racing, and he comes across the side and the, he gets hit. Wow. Wow. Knucklehead. <laughs> oh, one more story, buddy. And we got to put this one to, an, to a close. Okay. Okay. I had a buddy and he had no right owning a, uh, a muscle car. He just was not the muscle car type. He bought a 69 Z28. Oh, yeah. And oh he, yeah and i was working and at the time i was working at uh two guys you know working the mm-hmm. nursery so he brings it over and he says oh joe i want you to look at it i says okay oh, i'm not looking like that and uh he says drive it oh i could just feel this car i mean you know there was like thunder <laughs> <laughs> and so i get at the end of the parking lot and i give him the sign you know like the two the you know you put the two index fingers out and you turn them i'm gonna mm-hmm. light them up and he goes yeah go ahead <laughs> Oh man, I just went and I lit him up and that car stood still. I mean, really? it just raised the back up. There is smoke flying out of the car. Oh, <laughs> it's just the tires are just they there's so much torque 
is they can't grab. <laughs> they cannot grab, and they're oh, I can see him going like you've seen panicking. No, no, stop, stop. <laughs> I tell you what, when you look at today's cars, they even have more horsepower than what we had back in the 60s, like the yeah. new Corvettes, what new uh, Mustangs. Unbelievable mm-hmm. amount of power. But, yeah. But they are built safer. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> I'm, I'm really just surprised and shocked that the police weren't out there more Don't, well, and catching everybody at what they do. Well, you got, you got to remember, though, where I lived was not under LAPD. It was under the, uh, the L.A. Uh, Sheriff's Department. And they had, oh, a cover, they had a cover a lot more area yeah. than, than the yep. LAPD. Yep. That was that was kind of that thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think I told you the story about my brother too. My no, brother Paul. I think you did. What was it? What was it? what happened he had, there? He had thirteen tickets. Oh um my parents went with him to um to court mm-hmm. and uh they said, Okay, I'll tell you, he goes to jail or into the army. And he took the army and it ended up in Vietnam. <laughs> oh, oh. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know what? At least mm-hmm. your brother fessed up to the tickets. Oh, he didn't. The oh. parents did. <laughs> oh, well, I will tell you, I had a buddy, the same guy that had the CUDA, mm-hmm. ended up wrecking it. He had to use, and he was going to college at the time, had to mm-hmm. use his dad's car, which his dad didn't have a problem with because his dad worked at night. So gotcha. he could use it during the day and bring it back. Well, the dude was too lazy to park, and he had all kinds of parking citations on the car. <laughs> Uh, okay they ended up uh, having a warrant out for whoever was driving that car for the owner of that car something happened where his dad needed the car so he says i'm gonna drop you off and then i'll pick you up later and he says okay his dad needed the car had to run some errands and so he's sleeping so he's i'm gonna pick you up you know pick you up so he's in his pjs in the rope the (laughs) cops he pulls into that area the cops see there's a warrant for that car Uh (laughs) uh-huh They arrest the dad. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> and so they they take him as a ward, and he's got to face the traffic judge. And the judge just takes one look at him, and he says, I think you've had enough. <laughs> he says, case dismissed. Because <laughs> the guy's hair is all messed up. He's in his PJs. And he tells a story, and he looks, and he says, yeah, I think you've had enough. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> All right. That's funny. I know it. All right, Cotton, I think we better uh, have to call this one a day, huh? You got it. Take it easy. Nos vemos después. We'd like to thank you for listening and leave you with this one quote. Good cars get you from point A to point B, but great cars, well, they just get you in trouble. Until next time, may God bless.